0: Hey, I'm Mary Ellen Dance, licensed mental health counselor and owner of Pittsburgh Therapy. I'm on a mission to strip away the stigma surrounding therapy and mental health and talk about how we can use the culture of self-improvement for our benefit rather than our demise. I used to think I was doing life all wrong, from getting fired from a dream job to advising clients on relationships while I myself was trying to sort through that dumpster fire. But then I realized my imperfections are what made me a good therapist. So join me on a journey, not to be perfect, but to be, well, okay-ish. Welcome, your session has now started.
1: Happy Monday, and thanks so much for being here with me. As always, I'm Mary Ellen, I am your host and a very okay-ish therapist and human being. I have to tell all of you something wild that I realized. It has been two years of doing the podcast. Two years. I like, holy cow. I cannot believe that this has been in existence for two years. And I want to thank all of you for listening. Because if you didn't listen, then, you know, This wouldn't exist. And it's existed for two years, which is so, so cool. It's really, really amazing. So, in the fact that this has existed for two years, I've been doing a lot of thinking about kind of the next steps and the next phases, what I want to see for the next two years. So, I'm really excited. I'm going to have a lot more guests on because I'm sick of hearing myself talk. Like, I want to hear guests. There's so many people that I want to learn from. So, I'm going to have a lot more guests on talking about their own mental health journeys, how they're okay-ish, translating their, their own mental health terms, all of that. So I'm really, really excited about that. And I'm also going to do lots and lots more of funny things like last week we did listener questions want to do a lot more of that just engaging all of you because I think that I mean that's fun and like I love hearing like listener questions and stuff like that maybe we'll even get listeners like to call in I don't know there's lots of cool stuff coming down the pipe so with that being said though today I, I want to talk about something. I actually want to talk about it because I keep seeing it on my Instagram. So I don't know like what I looked at on Instagram that is now making me targeted for this. But I keep getting targeted for these ads of like other therapists or I don't even know who that say like, do you want to learn how to stop being a people pleaser? So I keep getting targeted for this and I keep seeing all of these things about like, learn how to stop being a people pleaser, learn how to set boundaries, all of these things. And again, I actually don't really think I'm very much of a people pleaser. So I'm not totally sure why I'm getting targeted these ads, but clearly this is a big thing. People being people pleasers is a thing that's talked about a lot. I talk a lot about it with clients. I talk with clients about it all the time. And so I thought, all right, what a great time to do an episode. So, first of all, like, what's a people pleaser? I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but people pleasers are known for doing whatever it takes to make other people happy. And it's kind of weird because that sounds nice, right? Like, okay, let's be kind. Let's be helpful. Let's be supportive of other people. We want those things. Everyone wants to be those things, hopefully. But like, when does it kind of cross the line into a people pleaser? Because I will be talking to clients all the time about, like, well, I don't want to stop being nice. Like, I'm just hopeful. I'm supportive. I'm this, I'm that. And again, we want to be all of those things. And so I think that, like, even the phrase people pleaser is really confusing because it's like, okay, at what point is this a bad thing? Because being hopeful, being supportive, being kind to others. Those are all really good things. So like at what point does it become a bad thing? The short answer is it becomes a bad thing when we put someone else's needs ahead of our own. I actually don't like that kind of definition because sometimes we are going to put other people's needs ahead of our own. (laughs) Like we just are. Maybe we're talking about like a spouse or a child or a close friend, like sometimes Oh, I'm having a bad day, but my friend's boyfriend just broke up with her. Okay, I'm going to put my bad day aside and like focus on this. I don't see that as being a people pleaser. I think if we're looking at my definition of it, I think it is when we are so focused on other people's needs that our needs are like not even a factor. Right? Like I'm not even thinking about what I need. I'm not even considering. What I need or what I want, I am only focused on making other people happy. So there's a few problems with that. Obviously, the problem with not focusing on our wants and needs is, is an issue. But the other problem with that is that we can never make other people happy. We are all in charge of our own happiness. It's kind of like working towards something that we'll never achieve because we can never truly make everybody else happy. So some signs of like being a people pleaser, you know, difficulty saying no to people, feeling guilty when you do say no to people. One sign that I see a lot with clients is being like very, very preoccupied with what other people might think oh, did I do something wrong? Oh, I did this. Are they worried about that? Are they mad that I didn't offer to help with that? Are they like that kind of thing? I see that a lot. Another sign might be, you know, agreeing to do things that you don't want to do or a fear that like saying no will make the other person think that like you're mean or you're selfish. I've struggled with that in the past. I think we probably all have to some extent of, oh, if I say no, are they going to be hurt or offended? I don't want to offend people. But when I learned to say no, oh my gosh, my life got so much better. We'll get into that. Um, Another thing I see with people who struggle with people pleasing is always saying sorry. Like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean that. Sorry, I didn't mean that. Or sorry, this is what I meant. Or sorry, do you need help with this? Like that kind of thing. The last thing that I want to say that I see with people pleasers a lot is like taking the blame when something isn't your fault. So this person didn't invite me to do this thing. I must have done something wrong. What did I do? Are they mad at me? What can I do to fix it? When in reality, oh, maybe you weren't available. Maybe they didn't Like there could be like thousands of reasons. Maybe they thought you weren't available so they didn't invite you. Maybe um, they didn't think you'd want to. Maybe they were talking to the other person first and it's not personal at all. But the person who struggles with people pleasing is thinking, what did I do wrong? Why are they mad at me? When this person, the other person is probably not even thinking about you. They're not mad at you. So I hope that gives a little bit more of an example of the difference between, you know, being a kind, wonderful friend and kind of people-pleasing. Because again, part of an issue with people-pleasing is if we are spending so, so much time feeling guilty about saying no, not saying no, blaming, blaming ourselves for things, always saying sorry, how do you think that's going to lead us to feel? I mean, probably pretty shitty. (laughs) I see a lot of insecurities. If I'm always blaming myself and saying sorry, I'm going to feel so insecure. Oh my gosh, so insecure. Lots of poor self-esteem. Lots of like not trusting yourself. Because if I'm so worried about what other people are thinking, and at the end of the day, I don't really know what other people are thinking. I can't read minds. But if I'm so worried about it, that is taking away my ability to trust my own thoughts and my own feelings and what I'm thinking. So I think it's really, really hard because it can often lead people to feel anger and resentful and frustrated towards people that aren't necessarily doing anything wrong. If if I'm always worried about what my friend Susie thinks, And if I'm always worried about what Susie thinks, and if I'm never saying no to Susie, and if I'm always apologizing to Susie, and if I'm afraid that if I say no, Susie will get mad, and then if Susie does something that upsets me, but I don't say anything about it because I don't want her to be mad, that's going to lead me to be really pissed off at Susie, to be really frustrated, angry, resentful. When Susie's not doing anything wrong, Susie's living her life. She doesn't know I'm feeling these things. She doesn't know what's going on with me. She never told me I can't say no. So it's really, really hard because being a people pleaser, we're thinking about other people's feelings so much. When we're assuming what other people are thinking, I don't know what Susie's thinking. If I said no to Susie on something, she probably wouldn't even think twice about it yet i have consumed myself with feelings around that it's probably going to also lead me to feel lonely you know if i'm always saying yes and if i'm worrying about what other people are thinking and if i'm i don't know it just sounds really really lonely so here's the thing and i've i've said this before and i'll say it again sorry i repeat myself so much but Boundaries are meant to keep people in, not push people away. If I have zero boundaries with Susie, that is going to lead me to be feeling anger, resentful, hurt, lonely, upset. And then am I going to want to hang out with Susie? Probably not. Is that relationship going to you know, struggle from that because I'm holding in all these feelings? Yep. And then that's when relationships start to unravel. Whereas if I say no to Susie sometimes, I'm not going to feel hurt and resentful. Susie's living her life. She's cool with it. We're both feeling good. No one's holding on to feelings of anger, resentment, or hurt. Strong, healthy relationship. Boundaries are meant to keep people in, not get them away, which I know that sounds wild. I know that sounds wild. But... Any healthy relationship has boundaries. Now, if it's not a healthy relationship and we need to set other boundaries and tell them to get out of our lives, that's a whole other issue. We can do a whole other podcast on that. I just had a session with a client where I, I like repeated myself a lot during this session, but I said two really important things. The first thing is no is not a dirty word. And the second thing is uncomfortable is not bad. So let's talk about both of those. No is not a dirty word at all. It's it's a neutral word. It, it's not good, bad. It's just a word. No does not mean these things that we think it means. People who struggle with people pleasing often think, oh, if I say no, that means I don't like them. That means I'm letting them down. That means I'm hurting them. That means they're going to judge me. That means they're going to be mad at me. Nope. That's all assumptions. No means no. No just means no. It's not good, bad, or indifferent. It is not a dirty word. It is just a word. We have to be very careful with not allowing our assumptions of what the other person is thinking to affect us. Cause if I say no and I go on to assume, oh hey Susie's mad at me. Susie's not gonna invite me anymore. Susie's this, that, the other thing. Those are all assumptions. All assumptions. Now if we're worried, hopefully we have relationships where we can ask the person, hey, are you okay if I sit this one out? Are you okay if I you know I'm gonna say no because I just I I can't today, but you know I hope that I can another time. We can always ask the person. This should come as no surprise to anyone, but I'm all about communication. But part of the reason I'm all about communication is because it takes away the the urge to make assumptions. I said no to a friend the other day, and it was one of those, they asked me to hang out. I didn't want to, but I didn't have anything else going on. It's not like I was busy. I just, I wanted to stay home. I just didn't have like the emotional capacity, right? Sometimes that's the hardest no to say. And so I said to my friend, I said, hey, I don't want to. It's one of those nights where I just want to stay home. Like, I hope you're okay with that. I still love you and appreciate you. And let's hang out soon. And the friend was like, totally, totally understand. I get that. I have those days too. Enjoy. We'll hang out another time. So me saying that, me being able to communicate that, and her communicating back to me, helped to take the, the fear, the assumptions, the worry out of it, because we just talked about it. And I still felt okay saying no. Now that leads me to my other little cutesy phrase that uncomfortable is not bad. So having these conversations is really uncomfortable. At least at first, it gets more comfortable. But having these conversations can be really uncomfortable. And we as humans, we like to be comfortable. I mean, I know I like to be comfortable. So I think we often stay away from uncomfortable things because it sucks. It's uncomfortable. No one wants to be uncomfortable. But somewhere along the line, like the message has been crossed that uncomfortable is bad and it's not. Uncomfortable can actually mean we're doing something really good, right? We're stepping out of our comfort zone. I feel like I hear people say that all the time. We're stepping out of our comfort zone. We're growing, we're learning, we're, you know, all of these good things. Uncomfortable is not bad. It's just uncomfortable. So if we can figure out a way to understand That uncomfortable is just uncomfortable and uncomfortable can actually be a really, 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 really good thing because it means we're kind of setting boundaries and improving relationships and trying to increase our own self-esteem and decrease our worry. Like those are really, really good things. So I think that we all have to get comfortable with being a little uncomfortable. And I think we have to get comfortable with saying the word no and recognizing that no does not have all these deeper meanings that we assign to it. Because we do, we're assigning those meanings. When we think no equals this person's gonna be mad at me, that's a that's a completely made-up anxiety thought in our head. So if we can start to work on getting comfortable with discomfort and knowing that no's not a dirty word. We can start to make decisions based off of what we want, not what we think the other person wants us to do. And none of this means that we're not going to be a helpful and supportive and kind, empathetic person. We can be all of those things and sometimes say no. I think we've gotten really polarized with that thought too, right? If I say no, that means I'm a jerk. And that's just not true. That's just absolutely not true. And so a lot of what I talk about with clients who struggle with people pleasing is recognizing that like, those are two separate things, recognizing that we can say, no, we can put our needs at the forefront and other people's needs at the forefront too. Like there is room for all of us. It is not this black and white, either your first, I'm um, last. It's not like that. Um, and if we can start to recognize that, recognize that, hey, I have these needs and I can support my needs and I can ask for my needs, ask for my wants, and support other people too, I'm probably going to feel a lot better. <laughs> I was, um, Talking with a couple the other day. And one of the people in the couple is a little bit of a people pleaser, especially with their spouse, right? And so they will often say yes to their spouse when they don't want to, or you know, just to just to please them. They'll often put their needs aside because they're worried that the other person will be mad at them. You know, all these things we've been talking about today. And so I asked the question, and it's interesting because I don't think they'd ever been asked this question. So I asked the question to the the non-people pleaser in the relationship, the non-people pleaser partner. I said, do you want your partner to be doing these things when they don't want to be doing them? And guess what they said? They said, of course not. Absolutely not. I don't want her to be saying yes if she doesn't have the emotional capacity, if it's going to make her feel bad. She can just tell me what she wants. I do not want her to be doing that. Other people do not want us to be people pleasers. If they truly care about us, they want us to be happy too. They want to figure out ways for all of us to get our needs met too. So I think that's another really, really important piece to remember. When we're struggling with not saying no, Maybe the other person wants us to say no. Like if the other person knew, okay, the options are they say no or they say yes and feel like shit, the other person is probably going to be like, oh my gosh, I don't want them to feel like shit. That's terrible. And I think that's a piece of the message that's gotten lost too. Other people, if they really, really care about us, they don't want us to put our needs aside. They don't want us to be worried about what they're thinking all the time. They don't want us to feel guilty for saying no. And if there's someone in your life who does want that, well, maybe that's not a great person to have in your life. They sound like kind of a jerk. So it's important to remember that setting boundaries, keeping ourselves and our own needs and wants a priority actually helps make relationships better. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I want great, healthy, happy relationships because. Those are the things that help me to feel pretty okay-ish.
0: Please follow me wherever you're listening to this podcast and on Instagram at okay-ish podcast. Also, I would love it if you could rate the podcast and leave a review. The best way to get in contact with me is to go to okay and submit a comment question. You can do it anonymously too, which is so great. I will see you guys next Monday. I can't wait.